Do you dream about your next trip? You're in the right place. On the Time to Talk Travel podcast, we come to you weekly to share places to go and what to do when you get there. Let's dive into this week's adventure. Hi, this is Nasreen Stump, and I'm here with another episode of Time to Talk Travels from the hashtag Travels Ladies. And today I've got Des and Mo with me, and we're going to talk about a hot topic that people are often looking for more information on. And that is, should you, could you, would you pull your kids out of school to travel if there was a great opportunity, a great deal, or just a huge family event? First, we're going to kind of share our own experience with it and then dive into some common questions related to the topic. So, Des, why don't you lead us off? Have you taken your kids out of school for travel? Over and over and over again. It's totally worth it to me. I see travel as an education in and of itself. I have four kiddos. The last just graduated high school. We've been through every grade level needing to miss. I will tell you, it varied based on the school. They've all been in the same county. And our county has a policy where if your child misses more than seven days, excused or unexcused, you get a letter from the courts saying you need to come into school, meet with the principal and explain your absences. I've been that parent year after year, getting that letter. The first year I panicked, but I'm also the PTA mom. Like I have been the PTA president, so I'm super involved in the schools. And all I did, I called the school when I got the letter because I'm also a rule follower and let the principal know, you know me well enough to know that I'm touching base before the trips. And I have a whole list of tips we can get into later, but The principal said that is a safety net for us. We need to have in place so that if children aren't coming to school because the parents don't care, we need to be able to take that step in order to legally get them to court. Hearing that made me feel much better. They're they're not out to kill our travel vibe ever. That said, I do know schools are paid a certain amount based on how many days in the year the child actually shows up in class. So it's important for them. I have some drawbacks and some major mistakes I've made in the travels and tips I've made to make it happen that I can get into. But I I figured you wanted to hear from Mo next on what she does. Yeah, it's funny, Des, because you and I both uh, make travel a priority for our families and we both have four kids. But I think we kind of go about it a little differently (laughs) for sure. I have four kids as well. Two of them um, grew up mostly in Canada, so slightly different system, actually entirely different kind of school system. And was, I wouldn't say it's a lot easier, but it's a different way to manage the kids missing school because it's not based off of butts and seats to be paid and with the courts are not involved that way. However, there is still attendance is mandatory for some classes and you do need to negotiate that. And I think we've all got some tips on how to work with the teachers and the schools in in order to make it happen because it is possible. It's just a little bit more work that way. Yeah, I'm not the PTA mom at all. I'm, I'm more of a, you guys manage it. And so I actually make my kids manage their absences and to work with their schools and their teachers. And it's up to them to manage how they are successful in doing both. And like I said, we'll get a little bit more into that, but the main part is that we all agree it's worth managing and doing in order to give them those life experiences. Definitely. And you know, this is the four kid club today. We all have four kids. (laughs) And so basically what that boils down to is sometimes it's challenging to line up everyone's schedules in terms of travel and it bleeds over onto school days. 
And so my answer to the pulling kids out of school thing is kind of a yes, but. And it depended entirely on the kiddo, the time of the school year, and the level of education. So obviously, in the younger grades, I'm not going to hesitate to pull them out of school. I'm going to tell the teacher, I'm going to let them know. One giant thing that I found is a lot of people, when they go to pull their kids out of school for a day, will ask for their schoolwork. And if you don't do that far enough in advance, it overwhelms the teacher. If you do it too far in advance, it also overwhelms the teacher. And a lot of times it isn't necessarily needed. So we would always approach with, we're planning on taking my daughter out. She's going to be on a trip for this many days. We're happy to have her complete schoolwork during the time she's out or when she gets back, whatever is easiest for you. Just let us know what we need to do. And so, yes, I pulled them out randomly for an extra day when we needed a driving day, or sometimes we would send them to school for half the day and then pull them out to start driving. That way it counted as a day because we were in Texas at the time, which does the butts and seats for pay. Now we're in another state and I'm still figuring out how it kind of works. But when my daughter had the opportunity to go to Sri Lanka with me and we were going to be out for a week and a half... There was no way I was going to have them say no to that because it was a giant opportunity for her. And I wrote a very long letter detailing the educational experiences. And she ended up actually sending reports back to her classmates to read in class from a Google Doc. And they would put their questions on it and we would answer them the next day. So, yes, but if my child is not performing well in a certain area of study or isn't completing their schoolwork, I'm not going to pull them out. But if they're doing fine and I'm confident that we can make up for it and the education of the trip is going to outweigh them staying in school, then I'll do it. That kind of leads into Des was saying the thing about getting the letter home. I've gotten that letter before after the Sri Lanka trip. And ironically, the school shut down for COVID almost immediately after that. How do you deal with an administration that doesn't support? How do you justify the value of the trip and defend those letters? Des, why, why don't you jump in on that one? I will tell you in life, I'm typically ask for forgiveness, not permission kind of gal. This is not one of those times where that works successfully in my experience, especially the older the child gets. Another tip I have is confirm the dates. Confirm when their actual vacation, their weeks off are. I know in our school district, they usually have a week before Christmas and then the week after and they come back like January 2nd. This year, for whatever reason, they didn't get out till the 22nd or 23rd. I can't even remember what the date was, but I <laughs> didn't realize that. So I had booked a great airfare. I think I booked it in May. And for the week of December 15th, thinking she'd only miss that Friday because it was a better airfare deal to go on Friday morning. No, she missed the whole next week because it wasn't until the 22nd. That was a mom mistake. And I apologized profusely to her and the principal when I realized it in September. There was no getting our tickets back or changed. It was just eat the cost of tickets. Now, for her, it was critical. It was her exam week of her senior year before the final semester. So these were college grades as well, that she was applying for colleges. She had to take the exams by X date, December 15th, in order for them to make it to the colleges she had applied to. And, and it was important because these were AP classes. They were critical. And so my big error really upset the apple cart. I reached out to her teachers first, just saying, 
hey, I made a big mistake, booked it the week before I should have. Is it possible that she might be able to take her exams before she leaves? And I knew this would be big. And they said, we cannot approve that. The principal has to. So it sent me off to the principal's office uh, with another letter saying, oh, dear Lord, I, I mean, I promise you this wasn't intentional. If I had just done this and then come back after the fact or she'd come back after the fact and said, sorry, I missed the test, they would have been like, you're out of luck, kid. The point is definitely ask in advance, get that permission in advance, explain the background. I've had principals who say, hey, take me with you. And I've had others who say, no, it's inexcusable. And if she misses this test, she fails the test kind of thing. So they go back and forth. And if her teachers that last semester had said, sorry, she fails the class, if she doesn't come back, we would have missed our Iceland trip and I would have eaten the expense. And I will say <laughs> that's another reason to book those refundable flights. I just go for cheap. And I was so certain I had the dates right. So get your dates right. But also, yeah, this is just not one where you come back and say, sorry, we blew off school for two weeks. Now make it up to us. That's my experience. I think it's one of those things where it really does, as Naz was saying, it's important to what you're doing because much of our trouble where I've taken the kids out of school for an extended period of time, like two weeks or something, is because they're competing internationally in sailing. They're all four sailors. So they're going to represent their country in an international regatta. That's an opportunity which they have worked pretty much since they were five years old for. And there is a different level of understanding with the school with that. They want to be proud of those kids for representing them as well. It's a little bit different than saying, oh, we just want to go to Disney for two weeks in the middle of school. And the teacher's like, okay, you're making that difficult for me. But that might be the only time you can afford to do some of those experiences as well as only off time because school breaks are hugely expensive times to be able to do that. My kids, when we first moved to Texas from Canada, we enrolled the two kids in high school. My daughter was going to sail at North Americans with Team Canada in the Bahamas. And she was going to be at school for 10 days and then miss 10 days. I didn't know how the system worked. No idea that butts and seats was a thing because we got permission from the school. Sure. So then she spent the next four Saturdays in detention for having missed that much school. Maybe they could have suggested that we enroll her once she gets back, considering she was only there for 10 days. Her first friends were from detention. So that's also a fun way to start. Uh, she's a good kid. She met good kids there because they were all there for the same reasons, having missed school. In Canada, I would get permission from the teachers. The guidance counselor would work with us to work with all the teachers. And with him, because he was traveling so much, we actually put him in an online school which many athletes do, that made all the difference in the world because then he could do school from wherever he were. He graduated high school late because we had to change him into this new system. He could do his homework from Croatia. He could do his homework from Italy. I think if parents are looking ahead, you've got one of these elite athlete kids or you've got a kid who is into something else like arts or something that requires them to not have their butt in that seat all day, every day then that's the balance you have to look for because sometimes it's just not possible to have them there as much as you need them to be because they've got to be in a sport or doing some other activity. Definitely. And so with me, I'm, I'm on a similar track as Des, but slightly different, right? So I am a do and then ask for forgiveness girl. And my experience with taking the kids out of school has been 
to talk to their teachers if they've been there for a little while first, because you have a better relationship with them. And usually they know how the school is going to react. And so when we did that Sri Lanka trip and I knew how many days she was going to be out, I talked to the teacher for advice first and it was going to be roughly seven. It depended on the jet lag and on the way back because we didn't have our tickets till the last minute because it was through a company. Basically, they said, if you keep it to seven days and send her in on that day she gets back, even if she's tired, we won't make her do anything. It will be easier for you. And they also said, I'm fine with it. We know what the educational value of it is. Write a note afterwards and say that she was out for these days and why. Don't ask beforehand from administration. They knew she was going to be out, but I did not go to administration ahead of time because then it was going to be harder. So that's where my forgiveness permission comes in. Make sure the teachers know. Don't necessarily go to administration. Obviously, this might be different for older kids who have classes with a lot of different teachers. So I actually have the note I wrote. I pulled it up. I said, to whom it may concern, my daughter was absent on these days, seven days. And then I put in my educational bullet points and I'll just skim through it. She was touring in Sri Lanka doing the following, visiting UNESCO World Heritage Sites, climbing an ancient fortress, learning to distinguish between Sinhalese and Tamil dialects. Visiting, viewing a Buddhist temple, a Hindu temple, Christian churches, and a mosque. Remember, I was in Texas, so this was... And <laughs> learning about time zones via long-haul flights and airport layovers, practicing math while calculating exchange rates, meeting families from Scotland, Australia, and the U.S. on the trip and discussing differences and similarities between their countries, viewing herds of Sri Lankan elephants, which she had just finished a report on in school, seeing the science of botany through a tea plantation and factory. And I go on and on. And I basically talked about how it matched up with school things, talking about the rigid schedule of a public relations trip and reporting back to her classmates in real time and all of these things. I said, by my calculation, she covered all subjects that she would have covered in school. I know that she is likely to be marked for unexcused absences, which in all honesty, me, she has made up the work she missed and learned so much in this time that I wouldn't hesitate to pull her out again. We love blank school and the blank program because she was in an honors program. Please consider these valuable learning experiences when assessing missed days so that we can truly offer our children the opportunity for experiential learning. I did not get called in for anything. I did not get a letter home. Nothing happened. The art of the note afterwards is fun. Anything, even if you went to Disney, patience from standing I in line. So, <laughs> I think it is to yeah. a certain part, Naz, but I think yeah. it's also, it's administration. It's just money. It makes right? a difference like, for sure. Because they worked with you to make sure that they yeah. worked within the system. But if you've taken her for 14 days, I don't think they really care. If you didn't fill out yeah. the paperwork in advance. I think every teacher and every educator in the world would understand mm -hmm. that world experiences and being a global citizen is worth more than anything that yeah. they can give them in the classroom. But when it comes down to money and the schools, that's yeah. what talks. If you miss it and you have to <laughs> do court letter or you have to do detention, that's where you have to decide, is it worth it to you um, or not? Because you may or may not get the understanding because it's not really always up to them to say, yeah, okay, I understand she did something educational. She wasn't yeah. here. We didn't get paid. For sure. And that was why when the teacher said the seven days, she went in jet lagged on the eighth day and, you know, stuck it through for the day to make sure that we stayed within the range that they had seen be acceptable before. And it's about money. I wouldn't have done the same thing for a Disney trip, but this was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Online school, we did that as well. So after the kids had gone back for COVID and our district wasn't offering it anymore, we knew we were going to be moving and we wanted the flexibility to travel and see people we hadn't seen in a little bit. 
and look for a house and do things we needed to do. So we enrolled them in Connections, which is nationwide and runs through school districts in the different states. And they had classes that they could do at any point in time. So a great option if you know you're going to be out a lot. And now with so much remote schooling available, you can even ask your school district when you're going to have your kid out, is there a remote system that you want her to do stuff on? Because right now my daughter could do a lot of the work for her school on the computer because they're doing it on the computer anyways. There may be new options for them to still get paid for those days that weren't available historically. Yeah, you just have to make sure when they send homework and they send stuff, I'm like, you're not sitting in a hotel room at eight o'clock at night fighting over doing math homework in Sri Lanka or in Italy. Be there, figure it out either before or after if you can, because there's nothing worse than doing all that work and then fighting the whole time you're away with your kid because they're exhausted because you were out exploring all day or they were doing their sport all day and they are physically exhausted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And know what your handbook says, Mm -hmm. because sometimes the administration doesn't know or the teachers don't know or you go back and you're like, it says this, but you're telling me this. So definitely do your research ahead of time. The airport's a great place to do homework. That is what I've always done. And I have pictures of her on the plane sitting across legged doing homework. And then once we land, that's put away. I will say this is one of the things COVID has changed. So I think parents moving forward are going to have it a lot easier than we did if not with the administration understanding and, but with just the general acceptance that you can learn and work online and that now there are systems in place to make that possible. And so I feel like it's a different day. My son, he's just just finished his second year of university in Miami and he's on the sailing team. So he misses many Fridays and many Mondays. He has to regularly speak to his teachers navigate it himself, negotiate his absences, keep his grades up there, get caught up on his homework, study before he goes away. And his first year didn't go very well. It really didn't. He struggled with that a lot. He didn't really understand my attendance is only worth 5%. That kind of bit him in the butt when it all added up in the end. I'm always about learn it when they're young so that they can manage it. If you have navigated and negotiated for your kid all the way through school and then they're off at college, I'm sorry, but that's embarrassing to have your mommy call and your teachers in college and figure it out. Because what are you going to do? You're going to do that when you're working for someone? Your mommy can't call for you. They have to understand, well, I'm doing all this work for you to go and then pass it to them. You figure it out. If you need to be away, what do we have to do? You read the handbook. Can't be all on me. It's a skill you have to develop. Research in general, there are so many times the internet is at their fingertips. <laughs> As they get older... They come to me with a question. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you could find that. Why don't you go try and find it and then tell me your answer and I'll tell you if it's right. Because they need to be able to proactively look for things as adults. And this is a great way to teach them to double check, even double check the dates. Go find your school calendar and check it. Or they'll ask me, oh, what's going on this week? We have a shared family calendar on our phones. Go look at it. Don't ask me. You have it too. Yeah. And I even do that with the travel part too, right? Like the negotiating getting out of school is good. Now my college-age kid is booking his own flights. He can navigate airports. And when he was 11 or 12 when we were traveling, I'd be like, okay, show me where the gate is. Find the gate. Because at 14, he was traveling by himself all over the world. These are the life lessons in addition to your awesome notebook. And that the information in your note is part of that too. When you travel, make sure that they're understanding all those things. We know what they're learning. 
but do they understand the gift of being able to see and do things that not everybody gets to do? And also be careful because none of my kids will stay in state either. They won't go somewhere else. Des yours didn't either, right? And you get the gift of travel. You also get the travel bug that comes with it. <laughs> Definitely. And it's funny. We will have to plan to do an episode on unaccompanied minors because that for sure... Uh -huh. My son, Southwest, started letting them fly alone at 12. And before that, we were paying the unaccompanied minor, but he's been doing it by himself since he was 12. And I had a memory pop up on Facebook recently where they had put him onto another flight. They moved him from a connecting flight to a nonstop, but it was a certain amount of hours later. And he knew that he got something out of that. And he asked them for a meal voucher. He was like 14. He was just excited to get a meal voucher and get to go get something to eat. My two daughters got put on different flights than my husband and uh, son, which made no sense because they were both minors and he was 18 and my husband obviously is an adult. Yeah, there's some crazy adventures. And so when they get, like I said, the more you can teach them about why we're booking these flights, why are we going to the airport at four o'clock in the morning? Why are we missing school? Why are you doing homework? Why, why, why? It's more than just, oh, I just magically showed up here. It is That's all in education. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And that kind of encapsulates our experience with pulling our kids out of school, some common questions that we know come up. So I'll let everyone give their last little piece of fun advice on travel and school. And then if you've listened to this and you have any questions, drop them for us on social, leave a comment, let us know, and we'll do our best to answer them. So Des, what's your takeaway? My recap, again, Get the info in advance. Make sure you plan the right dates. <laughs> Double check that. And again, just be more than willing to have that communication with the principal. The more involved you are with the school, I believe, the more understanding they are about your situation. They just know, okay, that's our travel bug. She's going to be off and about. And it doesn't hurt to bring them back a souvenir. Just saying. <laughs> We've done that as well. It's totally opposite. <laughs> I don't want to be involved in the school. I have enough going on. And so that I don't want to be involved. I say that wrong. I like my children to be very involved. I like them to have the relationship with their teacher. I like them to manage that. So all doing the same thing, being respectful of that relationship with a uh, student and teacher, I think that after a certain age, they can manage that. And with guidance, it's worth it. It's worth all of the paperwork or detention or negotiations that you have to do to share those experiences with your kids. I think the more of the world that your children see doesn't have to be international travel. It could just be something that is an experience that they may never get again. Because I know growing up, I always thought, oh, next time I come here, we'll do this. And quite often you never get back there. You're off on another adventure. So if you can take the time and do the work, it is 100% worth it. It just isn't always easy. Definitely. And I am, I guess, in the middle grounds <laughs> because my oldest, he's 19 now. We didn't really take him out of school for travel a lot, maybe occasionally a day here, a day there, nothing big. And so I haven't navigated that older level with my other kids yet. So most of it has been easy to deal with. But I think my biggest thing is we had medical issues going on with my father-in-law. And so we always knew there might be other times that we were going to run into issues and need time off from school. Everything had to have a certain level of value to us in order to make it worth dealing with it. And for us, I'm asking myself the question, is this the only way to do this? Is it the best way by a long shot? Does it add anything? Or could I change the date slightly and not really lose much and have them not miss as much school? 
And so for me, it's just a weighing game. Like if something else comes up, am I going to be, wow, I could have just shaved off a day on either end of that and it wouldn't have made a difference. And now I'm fighting a battle because of it. So it literally is just weighing kind of the value in your head of whether it's worth it or not. If you're going to save a ton of money by leaving two days earlier and it makes the entire trip doable, do it. If it's a couple hundred dollars and then when you look at everything else, it balances out, maybe it's not worth fighting the battle for that one. So that's where I am. (laughs) How worth my time is it? (laughs) That is the wrap up. And if you have any fun stories or anything, we'd love to hear them. We always love hearing how other people do this. And I know that if you're a parent navigating into this for the first time, it can be overwhelming. So we hope that this helped and we'll see you next time on Time to Talk Travel. This has been another episode of Time to Talk Travel brought to you by hashtag travels.com. You can keep in touch with us between episodes by checking out our site, joining our newsletter, or connecting with us on social. We've always got the information you need in our episode notes. Until next time, happy travels, and thanks for being a part.